Hello again and welcome to For My Role Podcast. So I hope everybody had a good Memorial Day weekend. Ours was pretty eventful. Pretty active. Yeah. We got a, a pretty long weekend and we got a lot of games played. So we're going to just go ahead and get right into it. So the big project over Memorial Day weekend was kind of an impromptu thing. Yeah. Yeah, I realized my grandmother has a lot of woodworking tools, and I decided to make my own can't-stop board, and it was actually a lot of math to get it done right. Yeah, it was deceptively hard. (laughs) Yeah, but everything turned out pretty good, and we just used um, carpenter nails and uh, washers and different different things to, to symbolize your pieces as you move them up, and I think it turned out pretty good. Yeah, we got a lot of play out of it. Definitely got a lot of play. Just in two days. Yep. I wish that uh, I had a little bit more time to kind of polish it up, make it really nice. So maybe that'll be a project in the future. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I decided to do that as my my big project for the week. It actually only took like a morning. I think it took way longer than it needed to. Yeah, it it was more work than I thought it would be, but it was still... It was worth it. One morning. Yeah, totally worth it. Um, let's see. We also played some more games of Subterra. We still didn't play with any expansions, did we? No. I no. think next time we visit him, we'll probably play with an expansion. Yeah. We just played it with the base game, four players. Mm-hmm. Um, and we still did horribly. It was a terrible... Uh, we got out last time, but this yeah. one... Was, <laughs> at least we got out last time. <laughs> we just all passed out at the same time. It was pretty brutal. So your brother, your grandma, and yourself passed out, the three of you guys, in the exact same tile. Yeah. Well, we were all trying to save each other. And then my sister-in-law and myself were in a completely different, like a com- opposite side. Yeah. And then you guys were just dead there, just laying there, not doing anything. And we couldn't save you because we ran out of time. Yep. Everybody died. And the everybody end. Did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was fun. We also played a game of Orleans, which we thought about doing our deep dive for that, but we're going to save it for a different time. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Orleans was put out in 2014, designed by Reiner Stockhausen, and published by Tiny Minstrel Games. This one is what's called a bag-building game, and it's, I think, one of the first ones, if not the first bag-building game. It's kind of like a deck building, but yeah. you're you're pulling things out of bags instead. You're adding things to your bag, and that creates a better chance to pull. You know, it gives you a good variety of things to pull from your bag in return, and you use those things to complete actions. Uh, it's great. Yeah, and I think that's it's the only... I know there's other bag building games, and I think by the same designer, but... We I think won't. it was Altiplano. Yeah, one. but we've only played this one, and I think this is the only one we need. Yeah, definitely. We have the expansions for it, too. The expansions, uh, one's pretty worth it. The other one is a little mean to each other, yeah, which doesn't really make sense for this kind of game. Mm-hmm. I don't think this kind of game, you know, needs kind of, uh, oh, I'm going to take your stuff away. It just doesn't seem like just that kind of game. messes you up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, other games I could see it, but you don't need to take that in this kind of game. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the expansions is really worth it. Uh, it's the one that, uh, well, I don't want to get into it. We'll do a deep dive on it. Yes. Uh, but anyways, good game. I would play it. Uh, let's see. Uh, we also played Century Spice Road, 
which those of you who haven't played it is kind of like splendor ish you get cards and those cards will give you certain sometimes um you could convert yeah different things and upgrade different things it's basically upgrading better things to get better things and if you match up a certain number of resources resources then you get um a point card kind yeah. of like splendor and then after you reach a certain amount of points just the like splendor over, then yeah. the game's over right but it's spices instead of gems yeah it's a pasted on theme pretty much <laughs> It's definitely just cubes of yes, different um, colored cubes. We did play a lot of lighter weight, mid-weight games this weekend. Yeah, since it was family. a family thing. Yeah. Right. So a couple of those uh, was, one was called Split. It was put out in 2001 by David Hoyt, and this is a Hasbro game. So it's a pretty mass market game. This me- this game is mean. It was mean, but Super it's mean. fun mean. <laughs> I don't know if that was fun. It's fun mean, for sure. Uh... Yeah, uh, this game, basically all you're doing is uh, you have half of a deck of cards. Basically, there's a upper half and a bottom half to each card, and they're made into cards, Mm -hmm. which is strange. Uh, So basically what you're doing is you're trying to either make these cards the same number, the same color, or exact matches. So, for example, you could have the seven of spades and the seven of hearts. Mm -hmm. That could be a match, and that gives you a certain power. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you could have the seven of hearts with the seven of diamonds mm-hmm. and that gives you a certain power or you could just have a straight up seven of diamonds with a seven of diamonds mm-hmm. and that gives you a, a better power so yeah and if there's a mismatch if you can improve on anybody else's mm-hmm. pairs like if somebody had like the seven of spades and the seven of diamonds and you had the seven of hearts mm-hmm. you could say hey give me that seven of diamonds and match those up and you kind of steal their stuff and yeah. then certain actions will give you the ability to give someone a negative point. Yeah, which is where the meanness comes in. Yes, because like there's you could just keep giving the same por- the same person negative points or mm-hmm. or just find reasons to give people negative points. Like I don't like them or they're winning and right. give them negative points. Yep. It's mean. Yep. And my grandma loves it. <laughs> <laughs> So it's one of those old games. It doesn't have a very good rating, but we always have a lot of fun with our family doing it. Uh, it's it's simple enough that you can play with with anybody. Another one of those games that we played was called Poker Cube. Now, this is a game that my grandma has a hard time getting people to play. So I always try to play with her whenever I can. And I actually love the game. It doesn't have a very good rating either, but it came out forever ago. I think this one came out in the... 80s i think it came out in 83 old. yeah and uh it was just to give you an idea of how the old it is the designer is al newman and it was produced by pressman toy corporation <laughs> so it's it's pretty old <laughs> uh so yeah this game's played by it's kind of like a scrabble board and you're making different poker hands and you get points accordingly with that That's it has the it. same thing as a Scrabble with, with the letter where you just score that letter three times. It has the same thing with that. Multipliers. And it has the mechanism with the whole hand, the whole poker hand being multiplied multiple times. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of the same deal, but I think it's a lot of fun. I get very confused with it, but that's because I suck at poker. Yeah, she's not a poker player, so she doesn't know much of the card hands. Yeah, but I still kept up. Yeah, Yeah, you could always find a way to come back. And, uh, yeah, that's also played with kind of two decks of cards, so it gets a little confusing that way, too. 
because you have two sets of every card. Of tiles, yes. And you can't play one hand with two, like, two of diamonds. So you got to keep up with that, too. Uh, it's not a perfect game, but uh, I don't know. I always <laughs> a lot think of math, a lot of too, to try to score. Yeah, scoring gets a little complicated, too, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's a lot of fun. It's, you know, one of those games you play with your grandma. So <laughs> let's see. Another game we played was uh, Las Vegas, also known as, with our version, Vegas Dice Game, mm-hmm. uh, which is the reprint of it with a way cooler box. <laughs> yeah. This box is shaped like an actual dice. It has a Las Vegas sign on it. But also the box is kind of useless because the insert to put the cards in doesn't fit the, doesn't fit the card. Not a good insert. And it insert sucks to sucks. try to fit on your shelf, too. It's really awkward. But it looks good. Yeah. It's a dice box. <laughs> and that was put out in, well, originally the first version was put out in 2012. Uh, designed by Rudiger Dorn and published by Ravensburger. Both versions were, were Ravensburger games. This one I think we got on Salvage at Target. Yeah, yeah. this was a Target game. Uh, and I've, I've seen it there still. I don't know if they're still selling it. But uh, it's a good game. It's very, very simple. All you do is lay, uh, lay bills on each of these platforms. There's platforms for numbers 1 through 6. 1 through 6 pips mm-hmm. on each dice. I think you start off with eight dice. Eight dice, and then you... Um... So every turn you roll the dice, and you choose one number. One number of, of, the, uh, of the dice that you have, and no matter what, you have to place every one of that number onto one of these platforms. And you're deciding which one is better based on how much money is there. Based you're kind on... of just bidding. Yeah, you're kind of bidding mm-hmm. on these different platforms. Mm-hmm. Um and you're bidding for the highest bill on there. So there could be three bills there, there could be one. And second place gets the second. If you tie with anybody, you get nothing. Super simple game, uh, a lot of fun. I think we talked about that earlier on a different episode on one of the games we played through Zoom. Yes. Plays great through Zoom. Um, just great dice game. And mm-hmm. super simple, you can play with anybody. And let's see, we also played a classic. Everybody knows this one. It's Carcassonne, <laughs> of course, designed by Klaus Jurgen Red, I think. Are you sure? Okay. <laughs> no. And uh, published by Z-Man Games. Not much to say about Carcassonne. You build your own map. It's amazing. If you haven't played it, play it. I don't think we've ever turned down a game of Carcassonne, ever. No. It's easy, easy to teach, and your family caught on pretty quickly, your grandma and your mom. It's the comfiest game I've ever played. Yes. Oh, you could just sit there on a rainy day and have a blast just playing Carcassonne. Yes. Yeah. Super comfy. Um, not a lot of, I mean, there can be a little bit of, oh, you stole my city. But, man, it's so, just pick a tile, lay a tile down. You make a pretty picture. And you play, make a, yeah, <laughs> it's it's so comfy. It's, it's a great game. If you see it, get it even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's... It's one of those games. It's just perfect. And I think that was all the games we played. We played a ton of games over Memorial Day weekend, except for the one we're getting a deep dive in. So our deep dive review is going to be a weird game. A weird game. A game that I kind of bought off a whim just because it looked cool, looked crazy. And this is Campaign Manager 2008. And this was put out in 2009, designed by Christian Leonard and Jason Matthews, 
also published by Z-Man Games. So this game follows the election, or I would guess the campaigns of both um, Obama and McCain mm -hmm. during the 2008 election. Which is already a weird theme. Which is, yeah, very specific, very <laughs> weird. But, man, we got it, and once we played it, we loved it. Yeah, it's a two-player-only game, and mm -hmm. you would just play one person plays as McCain, the other person plays as Obama. Yep. And pretty much trying to win over these states. Yeah, so each state has kind of a, a circle of influence. Uh, red is, of course, McCain. Blue is Obama. Mm -hmm. So different states are more toward different these candidates more, yeah. mm -hmm. and they also and so there's these circles that you can you can put on them that are pretty much your influence mm -hmm. but to win a state you need both influence and it needs to be shifted toward the majority issue in that state there's two majority issues one of them is defense and mm -hmm. one is economy yes and uh, they're kind of geared toward each player. So Obama's more of an economy guy. McCain's mm -hmm. more of a defense guy. But they both kind of, they can both go either way. Mm -hmm. It's just what they're most geared toward. Oh, there's also key demographics on each card, which are sometimes women, Latinos, under 30 voters. They're mm -hmm. just kind of, uh, there's just two on each one, and you could shift them back and forth. Mm -hmm. Which a lot of this game is just shifting either issues which are this, these arrow mechanics toward either defense or economy. Mm -hmm. And the other is shifting these key demographics. Yes. So you start off and building, um, I think it's out of a, what is it? It has to be 60 card deck. You're making a 15 card deck out of that. Mm -hmm. You pick three cards up in this 60 card deck. It would have to be, right? Because it's three. I'm not good with math. <laughs> God. I think it's 45 cards. Sure. Something like that. Wow, I'm terrible <laughs> with math. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so you're you're taking this deck, shuffling it, and you're picking up three cards at a time, picking one of those cards to keep. Mm -hmm. The other two you put back in the box, and you create your own deck this way. Mm -hmm. um, after you do that, you draw a three-card starting hand. And you lay out four states that you want to start with. Each yeah, player two, picks each two. Yeah, each player picks two. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. These decks, they do different things. Either you gain an influence in either defense or economy, mm -hmm. or you get all the undecided voters, which are ones with zero just clear dots on them. Mm -hmm. You could say all women, all states with women as the key demographic are now McCain voters. Yes. That would get all the fill all these in with red pips or mm -hmm. red chits or whatever you want to call them. Chits, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, you get a three-card starting hand. Each turn you either can draw a card mm -hmm. or you can play a card. Very simple. Yeah, you win a state by having all, all of your color on the major... On the majority. Majority issue in mm -hmm. that state, yeah. And once you win that state, you put... That state, which is represented by a little, a little chit mm -hmm. on this track, this cool little voting track, and whoever gets to the end of the track first wins. I think it's 270 votes. Votes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's it's pretty thematic too because Obama starts with just a hair's lead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that was at that point in the race. 
he had just that much. And the state chits will, they're also represent how many votes you get from them. So the biggest one is Florida. Right. 27 votes. Yeah. So, I mean, if someone wins Florida, like, oh my goodness, it's going to be really hard to catch up, which is very thematic. Yep. Um, you have like little tiny ones. Mm -hmm. (laughs) New Mexico is like tiny. Right. Right. Yeah. So it just depends which state. So, Sometimes you want to go for a lot of the smaller states or whatever strategy you want to use. Or you want to try to get all the big states, mm-hmm. but it still somehow evens out and it's always pretty close. Game. Yeah, pretty close game. Yeah, very well balanced. Mm-hmm. Another thing is once you win a state, you flip this breaking news card, which is sometimes pretty drastic things. Like a mm-hmm. whole state can be won just by flipping this card. And it just applies to... Normally it applies to the the state that just came out after you won a state. You've put another state out, mm-hmm. um, and it'll say, okay, switch the key demographic in the state. You know, mm-hmm. gain one. McCain gains one defense in this state. So as a result of that breaking news, you could automatically win another state possibly. Yeah, and the cool thing about those cards is they look like the CNN cards, like yeah, the, the news. Yeah, Z-N-N because of Z-Man. But it's with the Z, yeah, Z-N-N cards. <laughs> and even the cards, the playing cards for the um, McCain and for Obama, they have like all these pictures and they will have actual like... Things from the race. Yeah, like actual historic things that happened during the race or yeah, things and... that, events that happened. Yep, and quotes and pictures, from the. Yeah. Ah, it's really cool. It kind of brings you back to the. Yeah. To that campaign. Yeah, it's um very very thematic, um very fun. It's all and it's very quick too. Yes. It's always a quick game. We played two, uh, just so we could talk about it. We played uh one from each. I played McCain once and then Obama once, and you played. Obama and then McCain. Yep. And uh, I felt like. It was interesting getting different sides of it. Yeah, and also um, I think the first time that I played, it just had been so long since I played. So when I was building my deck, I think I just picked a bunch of random cards. But the second time, you realize that you can have a candidate that just has all defense or all economy. Right. If you want to be able to win, you kind of have to balance out your deck mm-hmm. and have like a little bit of both. So you have a good solid deck because it's only 15 cards, so... Yeah. That's all you get. Yep. So you're going to be going through those a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not necessarily a deck builder. You just keep playing the same cards. Just got to be strategic in the beginning. Yeah. Which ones you pick. And the game's super quick. Mm-hmm. So, and when it takes a whole turn to draw a card, it's, you know, it's yeah. going to be a, you got to make sure those cards are good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I felt like uh, Obama was. A little is a, a little different in that he didn't have a lot of the cards to get all the voters in this key demographic. Mm-hmm. I feel like McCain had a lot more of those cards. He did. When yeah. you could get all of women in all in the states, all of seniors in the states, mm-hmm. it seemed like Obama just had a lot of economy cards. Yeah, because I noticed when I was building my deck for McCain, I was like, oh, you can actually... I thought that for some reason, since it was a McCain's deck, I was only going to be able to pick defense cards. Right. But he actually had a lot of economy cards, so I kind of just picked that half and half. Right. Well, he had a lot of the ones with the key demographics where... So I guess Obama just had, I think, Latinos and evangelicals and Mm -hmm. some else. I can't remember. But... 
really geared toward economy. It seemed like all the ones that you could gain defense in states, well, which is another part of the game that we need to explain. Um, there are also powerful cards that make you roll a dice on this table, which mm-hmm. give you something to your opponent, most possibly. There's one die side that gives you If you roll a six, effect. you get nothing. Yeah, there's or, no effect. Mm-hmm. But the other ones all benefit the other player. Yeah, so you roll the die and then the other player will get the benefit, whether it's like draw a card or draw two cards or right. something like that. And drawing a card is very powerful because it takes a whole action just to draw a card. Yeah, there's one that even mm-hmm. lets you gain a support in either defense yeah. or... And that's, I think, if you roll a one. So you could use this powerful effects, but your opponent's going to get something out of it, most mm-hmm. likely. And it seemed like all the ones for Obama to you get to defense... You gotta suffer the consequences. You have to discard two cards and then still roll the die for the other player. So right. Yeah. So it was kind of a, yeah, it was a little more difficult with Obama to win, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I did better in McCain, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I lost on both sides, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's a it's a great two player game. I think we got it dirt cheap. I think we got it for like 15 bucks. Yeah, it was maybe. really cheap. But it's, it was surprisingly good. I mean, just because it's so close every single time, it's very mm-hmm. thematic. Yeah, and we, um, mm-hmm. gosh, you know, for $15, we played this game a ton. Yes. Um, so, yeah, if you're looking for some kind of politics-oriented, like politics, uh, oriented, yeah. but you're not looking for a lot of um, complicated yeah. stuff, this is cool. It kind of takes you back to that election. Yeah, an interesting theme. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a hidden gem in our opinion. So that is a Campaign Manager 2008. And now it's time for a special double featured Death by Exposure. This week's Death by Exposure is going to be a two-parter. We're going to talk about both Kung Fu Hustle (laughs) and Road to Perdition. Do you want to start with the weird one or with the sad one? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Which one? Let's start with Kung Fu Hustle. Okay, so the weird one. (laughs) Okay, fine. (laughs) So this is one of my dad's favorites. It's uh, it's pretty surprising, too, because he hates subtitles. It's put out in 2004, directed and starring Stephen Chow, which it was his second movie, second big movie that I know about. His first one was Shaolin Soccer, and this one I think is a ton better. Okay, so this is a Chinese movie, and it's, of course, a kung fu movie. What? (laughs) But it's way over the top kung fu. This is like Dragon Ball Z mechanics. <laughs> it was a little over the top. Well, I mean, it was like satirical, I guess. Yeah, kind of. Well, the thing is, it's it brings in these actual and real life good martial arts masters who came into this movie. And actually, it seems like a pretty big production. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of money pumped into this one. Yeah, Stephen Chow. It's it's a comedy. So he's, you know, the star. He's this guy who's trying to be a bad guy. And he's trying to join this gang who's screwing everybody up. <laughs> but this little, what is it called? Pigsty Alley? 
Yeah, like apartment complex or something? Yeah, it's kind of this crappy apartment complex that these gangsters try to push over and... Oh, Lo out. and behold, yeah. <laughs> these guys in it are secretly kung fu masters, mm-hmm. and all hell breaks loose. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, I think it's supposed to be set in like the 40s or something like that, but it's it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, the, it's cartoony too. Yeah, it's... and Stephen Chow, his character was pretty funny because he was trying so hard to be a gangster. <laughs> like they told him, well, go kill someone. You could be a gangster. Okay, I'll go kill someone. He couldn't do it. And he was, yeah, it, it, all his attempts end up just hilariously. He's like so Wiley. He. He's like Wiley Coyote out yeah. there. <laughs> Everything he tries to do just backfires in yeah, his face. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But it has a bunch of um, kind of heartwarming moments in it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of a balanced deal. It has good action, and then it goes to straight comedy, and then it's. You know, kind of a little bit of a love story. There's a little there love story in there, a little heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty comfy movie. So yeah, I had seen this one before, but uh, Vicky had not. So yeah, what do you think? I think it was funny, but I'm not crazy about kung fu movies. Mm-hmm. I think you're more into it, and you've seen more kung fu movies, and you know the background of kung fu movies more. And mm-hmm. for me, I was just like, this is weird. <laughs> just the comedy was weird. Yeah, I mean it was still. A good it was movie. Chinese. Yeah, it was so still a good they have movie, a little though. different. But I humor. would give it a three. A out three. Of five. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'd have to give it up to a four, just cause. Cause it's, it's your dad's favorite. It's movie. my dad's favorite. I've seen it a ton, and every time I see it, it just gets better for me. <laughs> I just laugh a little bit harder. So yeah, it's a good comedy. That's Kung Fu Hustle, and now we're gonna move on to the bummer. Road to Perdition, <laughs> <laughs> which I think, I think, God, I'm gonna, it's gonna suck if I get this wrong, but I think it's based on a graphic novel, and this one is starring Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. Jude Law, mm-hmm. and Paul Newman. Yes. In the last film that he starred in before he died. Oh wow, I didn't know that. And wow, his performance was off the charts. He was great. So, this movie, without spoiling very much, is... This wouldn't be a spoiler. Well, basically, it's about this guy who's a gangster Mm -hmm. involved in this Irish mob in the 40s. Looks like it. Maybe a little bit earlier. No, it was Prohibition times. So, a little bit earlier. Earlier, yeah. Yeah, during Prohibition times, um, where Tom Hanks is working for Paul Newman... Mm-hmm. and basically his kid witnesses a, a crime, and Paul Newman's son, which is pay, played by a young Daniel Craig... Yes, 007. ...murders all of Tom <laughs> Hanks' family. <laughs> so Tom Hanks is on the run, and he's also trying to get back at Paul Newman yeah. and Daniel Craig, and Jude Law is the creepiest person ever. Who got hired... To kill Tom Hanks. Yeah, he's the he's a very creepy hitman. He is weird. <laughs> very weird. Um, but yeah, it is. It's just brilliant acting in it. Yeah, I think the acting was really good, mm-hmm. especially uh, Tom Hanks' son. Yep. Well, not his son, but the kid that was playing. His the son. kid was a very good actor, he which is, is hard really to. Really good actor. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to find good kid actors, and mm-hmm. man, that kid blew it out of the water. Uh, yeah, and it won an Oscar 
for best cinematography. Oh, wow. Which I could see because a lot of those shots were just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably took it off of the graphic novel, if it even was a graphic novel. I'm going to be so embarrassed if it was not a graphic novel. <laughs> I hope it's a graphic novel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, yeah, it's a great movie, brilliantly acted, and a good story. Yes. Heartwarming moments, good crime moments. Yes. Sad moments. Sad moments. But it ends at a high note. Yeah. So, what do you think? I really liked it. Yeah? Yeah. What's the rating on that one? I would give it a... Wait, what's the highest one? Five? Five, uh-huh. So I'd give it a four. Ooh. A four? Out of five. Man, I think I have to give this a perfect score. Just because <gasps> I love it so much. Uh, I love this movie, so I was uh, was happy to show, show Vicky it. I think the acting on everybody's part was excellent, especially Paul Newman. Man, did he do a good job. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the story is just, just great. Next time I need to show you something, expose you to something. Yep, our next one's going to be something that Vicky exposes me to. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm hogging it. You are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was this week's Death by Exposure. Right. Thank you for listening to another week of For My Role. I'm Tyler. I'm Vicky. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Goodbye.